Letter thirty of the Silk. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Celine Major. The Silk by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter thirty. To the Silk. Though encouraged by the commendations of myself, I tremble when you tell me the most retired secrets of my soul are open to your view. You say you have seen its struggles. Oh, that you alone have seen them! Could I be assured that one other is yet a stranger to those struggles, I should feel no more humiliated, though that word is not sufficiently strong to express my meaning, than I do in my confessions to heaven because i am taught to believe that our thoughts are involuntary and that we are not answerable for them unless they tend to excite us to evil actions mine thank god have done me no other mischief than robbing me of that repose which perhaps had i been blessed with insensibility might have been my portion but a very large share of insensibility must have been dealt out to me to have guarded me from my sense of merit in one person and my feeling no affliction at the want of it in another that other too with whose fate mine is unavoidably connected i must do myself that justice to say my heart would have remained fixed with my hand had my husband remained the same had he known no change my affections would have centred in him that is i should have passed through life a duteous and observant partner of his cares and pleasures when i married i had never loved any but my own relations indeed i had seen no one to love the language and its emotions were equally strangers to my ears or heart sir william stanley was the first man who used the one and consequently in a bosom so young and inexperienced as mine created the other he told me he loved i blushed and felt confused unhappily i construed these indications of self-love into an attachment for him although this bore but a small relation to love yet in a breast where virtue and a natural tenderness resided it would have been sufficient to have guarded my heart from receiving any other impression he did so till repeated slights and irregularities on one hand and on the other all the virtues and graces that can adorn and beautify the mind raised a conflict in my bosom that has destroyed my peace and hurt my constitution i have a beloved sister who deserves all the affection i bear her from her i have concealed nothing she has read every secret of my heart for when i wrote to her reserve was banished from my pen this unfortunate predilection which believe me i have from the first combated with all my force has given my louisa who has the tenderest soul the utmost uneasiness i have very lately assured her my resolves to conquer this fatal attachment are fixed and permanent i doubt and she thinks perhaps i have too often indulged myself in dwelling upon the dangerous subject in my frequent letters i have given my word i will mention him no more oh my sylph how has he risen in my esteem from a recent story i have heard of him how hard is my fate you can read my thoughts so that to endeavour to soften the expression would be needless that i am constrained to obey the man i can neither love nor honour and alas love the man who is not nor can be anything to me i have vowed to my sister myself and now to you that however hardly treated yet virtue and rectitude shall be my guide i arrogate no great merit to myself in still preserving myself untainted in this vortex of folly and vice no one falls all at once 
and i have no temptation to do so the man i esteem above all others is superior to all others his manners refined generous virtuous humane oh when shall i fill the catalogue of his excellent qualities he pays a deference to me at least used to do because i was not tinctured with the licentious fashion of the times he would lose that esteem for me were i to act without decency and discretion and i hope i know enough of my heart to say i should no longer feel an attachment for him did he countenance vice alas what is to be inferred from this but that i shall carry this fatal preference with me to the grave let me however descend to it without bringing disgrace on myself sorrow on my beloved relations and repentance on myself for having thrown away his counsels on an ingrate and i will peacefully retire from a world for whose pleasures i have very little taste adieu julia stanley End of letter thirty.